the City Quick Connect podcast is brought to you by the Municipal Association of South Carolina. Hey, everybody. This is Casey Fields, the manager for municipal advocacy at the Municipal Association of South Carolina. This is the start of a new decade. This is the start of a new year, and it's the second half of a two-year legislative session. We're going to start off by talking about business licensing. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, we've heard you, we have heard all of this before, but we are going to share some new information. I have my trusty cohort, Scott and Melissa, here with me today. Say hello, everybody. Hello. Hello. And we are going to talk about specifically business licensing legislation that is still current from the 2019 session that is in the House Labor, Commerce, and Industry Committee, House Bill 4431. We're going to talk about what we need you to do this week before the legislative session begins, and we're going to talk about what we've been doing at the the state level with stakeholders. So, Scott, Melissa, do you all want to kind of go through just the high level of 4431? Sure. I'll talk about a couple of things that the bill purports to do, and then Melissa's going to talk about uh, another portion of it. The, the parts that I'll talk about are the proposal of the bill to go from a gross income basis for calculating the business license tax to a net income basis for calculating the business license tax. So instead of a business reporting all of their gross income and then the tax being calculated on that, the bill would allow businesses to report their net income if they have any income, and that would be the basis for what they pay in the business license tax. In addition to that, the bill would allow non-resident businesses, businesses that aren't located in a city, to pay a maximum of $100 in business license taxes through what, what the bill calls a delivery license. That $100 maximum is the cap no matter how much income they would claim that they generate within a particular city or town. Whereas a business that is located in the city is required under the bill to pay their business license tax based on whatever the entire bit of income, and they have no cap. So uh, presumably their uh, their business license tax is not going to go down like their competitors from outside the city. So those are two of the more egregious uh, problems with the bill. Uh, It also hands over a number of business license tax administration functions to the Secretary of State's office, which is not something that uh, that the Municipal Association supports. Uh, And uh, and so we'll we'll be working on that part of the bill as well. It also addresses standardization, which is something that all of us have been working on for a while. And Melissa's going to talk about what it requires with regard to that part. Tell us, Melissa, before, tell us what standardization means. When we talk about standardization, we've said that word a lot, and I feel like we're, I mean, we keep saying it and keep saying it, but what is what does standardization mean? That's a very good point. Standardization, as, as we're using the term, means to have some um, similarities peer-to-peer. And to do that, we have to decide on some basics, such as the same definition for gross income. And if you're a business, you can understand why this would be important. You want to be able to calculate, have your bookkeeper yourself calculate what you owe your city and the other cities you do business within. You want to be able to have that same understanding from city A to city B on gross income. You want to have the same due date. You want to have the same date for penalties. 
You want to be able to have the same 12-month period to calculate your gross upon. All of these things make it easier for businesses to pay their tax. And that's what this is all about, is to try to be as business-friendly as possible. At the same time, incorporate best practices for cities. And that way, it's a win-win for us all. Because if it makes the process less cumbersome and the tax is paid, the city is happy. And if it's less cumbersome and an easier process and less hassle, the business is at least more content, even though they are still paying the tax. So the standardization is the good in the bill. The right. attack on revenues, municipal revenues, is the bad in the bill. Is there? Is there? Well, I, I'm going to take a little bit of issue with that, if I may. I agree with all of the standardization in the current bill and the the principles behind it. What I don't agree with is who is in charge of that standardization. And that's the ugly. That's the ugly part of it, along with some of the other ugly parts mm-hmm. of that bill. But I do appreciate. Um, the need for standardization and the municipal association along with the business licensing officials group and all the elected officials and, and other staff members at cities, they want this too. And so this is the, we're working towards this and many cities are both adopting the, the new ordinance with all the new and our updated language. And it is on our website and it's in a word format. So it's easily downloaded and you can, tweak it to how you need to tweak it to make it specific to your town. The standardization is something that cities can do now voluntarily in terms of adopting the model business license ordinance that the municipal association puts out and going to some of the and adopting the model. Well, of course, the model ordinance has the due dates and and some of the other standardization stuff in it. So if a city or a town hasn't already adopted the model ordinance, then that's something that we would love for them to do, and that involves having to, in some cases, work on their class schedule, uh, that city's class schedule and rate schedule, in order to smooth out some of the bumps in moving to the model ordinance. And Melissa, you've been working, that's what that's where you've been concentrating a lot of your efforts. Yes, and just think of it, this is nothing more than what you do in property tax. This is that year of which you reevaluate, you reassess. And so this is the reassessment of business licensing. We are, um, we want to do this in a revenue neutral, so there is no windfall. So it's the exact same process in, um, in theory. There's no revenue, there's no windfall for the city to realize if by, by updating to the model ordinance and the model class schedule. Right. So remember that your business license ordinance has three components. You have your, you're the bulk of the language, which is your um, administrative and, and local laws. And then you have your Appendix A, which is your rate schedule, which is totally dependent upon the council to set. And then you have the class schedule, the Appendix B, which is available on our website that we do from a methodology that has been tested three times in the Supreme Court as a fair and rational process for which to tax the business license so that's uh, that's what cities could be working on, should be working on right now if they have it already. And that's one thing we want them to do. And so we have in South Carolina 271 cities. Out of the mm-hmm. 271, how many of those cities levy a business license tax? 234 cities and towns levy a business license tax of some kind. Are they all the same? Do no, they all look the same? 121 or so have adopted the model ordinance 
And it's the, probably that was 2018 number. So we yeah. probably, let's it's more than that now. The remaining the remaining cities could have some portion of the model ordinance, right. or they could not. So I mean, it's it's a good number. It's growing every uh, every week. We hope, and and we've had a lot of cities and towns express interest in our helping them. Uh, helping them convert. And standardizing, that's just not something that you you go to council on at your monthly meeting, you pass an ordinance and you're done. It, it's a process that takes time and it takes adjusting by the city and businesses, right? Well, typically you have two readings to begin with. Secondly, uh, staff, city staff needs to go through the analysis to make sure how much, to, to be revenue neutral, you need to plug in the, the your current rates and apply the new class schedule and see where you end up. And so you may have to raise rates. You may lower rates to be revenue neutral. It depends on how long it's been. But all of that analysis takes place prior to an ordinance being presented to the that council. That is correct. So, so we're, what, like a time frame, six months, mm-hmm. eight months, is it, it depending should, on the analysis. Well, the complexity, but hopefully right. it should not be more than a six to eight week process. Okay. Yeah, I would say, and correct me if I'm wrong, Melissa, but the the longer it's been between the times that you've updated your ordinance the older your current ordinance is the more the, the pain the more difficult it's yeah the more pain there is I, I don't know if the complexity or the difficulty gets any different but trying to ease businesses into a more up-to-date schedule where some winners and some losers are created among individual businesses that that needs to be con- considered and council needs to have good debate and discussion on that before they take that up in an ordinance. But, but that's something that all cities that aren't on the model ordinance, we encourage very strongly that they And if start you want to know if your ordinance is old or new and you can't find the year on it, go look at your, the class schedule. And if your doctors are in a class six or seven, you need to call us. Because that means you're very old. So unless you have standardized, unless you've adopted the model ordinance recently, you, you probably need to kind of go in and check and see what yours looks like. And, Is that what we're saying? Yeah. And you should be doing this on, on many of your processes within the city. Uh, you know, a checkup is, is advised for us all. So why not right. the city have a checkup? So check your business license ordinance. That's step one. See where you are. If you're on the model ordinance, if you're not, or if you need to know if you are, if you have any questions, call Melissa. This is what she's been doing 24-7. And then your next step, which I hope you've already done this or you're going to do this, you know, this week. Next, you should have already, back in 2019, um, back during the regional advocacy meetings when we ask you to and when we've been talking about this for so long, back even last session, talk to your legislators about business licensing and and establish that relationship with them. You're the expert on this and explain how your city does it. Go ahead. If you haven't already talked to them, which I'm assuming everybody has, let's assume that. I hope so. Is that a safe assumption? I hope so. Then you got to do it right now. The week before session starts, you got to go ahead and do it. Absolutely. In fact, the mayors of Hilton Head Island, Hardyville, and Bluffton held a meeting with their, some of their legislators last fall where they discussed the detrimental effects that the bill would have on their city's revenues. They talked to them about a number of other issues as, as well. And then those mayors sent a letter out to all the cities and towns across the state asking them to uh, try and figure out what sort of a, 
uh, fiscal impact the bill would have on each city and town's revenue stream and to, to relay that to their legislators and to, uh, to, to respond back to the, to the mayors down in, in Beaufort County. But those uh, local officials have been talking to their legislators. Uh, many others across the state have as well. And they need to do that again this week. As Casey right. just said, we've got to make sure that all of our legislators understand the, the negative effects this bill will have on their cities and towns and their ability as it's to, currently written. Yeah, as right. it's, as it's as it's currently written. And then to that point, we on the municipal association staff, we have been working uh, throughout the fall and up until up until we'll continue to work uh, through the session with legislative staff, with legislators themselves on uh, and and the uh, the proponents of the bill on uh, things that we can agree on going forward. That's right. Um, and if, uh, and, and those things that we can't agree on, then we'll just, uh, you know, we'll all lobby together for those. But teaming up with local officials, we, I think, have made some good progress on getting legislators educated about this bill. But, uh, and business licensing in general, because bus- I think, yeah, yeah, you know, the, they don't the, yeah, know enough about it. That's right. And and so, but it's it's really up to local elected officials across the state to make sure that their voice is heard this week and through the session until a resolution is found on this issue. Um, because if they don't hear from you and Melissa or I walk up to a legislator or Casey and say, Hey, we want you to vote against a particular. We want you to vote against forty-four thirty-one, and here's why. And that legislator says, "Well, I haven't heard from my people back home." That is, that is not good. That no, is a de- not at all. That is devastating. That- and then at that point, we go from having a practical conversation about how to improve bus- the business licensing mm-hmm. process for businesses into a political firestorm. That's right. That's right. So. That's the that's job one, I think, here at the beginning of the session. Right, the beginning of a new decade. 2020, the beginning of a new decade. 2020. Anything else we want to talk about before we sign off? Happy New Year. Dome to your home every Friday. That's right. Podcast every Monday. www.masc.sc. Melissa Scott are on Twitter. Make sure to follow them. That's they right. live tweet during committee meetings and during debate. So Yeah, you can follow me at, at Scott Muni SC. And Melissa is at, at Melissa, Melissa Muni Thanks everybody for listening. We'll talk to you in a couple weeks. The City Quick Connect podcast is one of several ways the Municipal Association keeps you informed of the opportunities and issues impacting South Carolina cities and towns. Learn more at www.masc.sc and stay up to date with the association's latest happenings on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.